0: Why are people addicted to making payments? Why do they always have to have cash going out the door? I'm Jared Dillian and welcome to the Be Smart Podcast where we talk about how not to be an idiot with your money because there was a lot of that going around. So have you ever noticed that some people are just addicted to making payments? I had somebody write in with an anecdote. My wife's co-worker got her car paid off a couple of months ago and now wants a new car. I don't know what's wrong with people, but I think they're literally addicted to making payments. Now she wants a new car in literally the worst new car environment in anyone's lifetime. She tells her she has decided on a higher end, more luxurious car and took a second job to start saving for it. Married with a one year old at home, but she's going to work a few more hours a week to buy something she really can't afford. So I've only had two car loans in my life, and the first one while I was in college. So I was at the Coast Guard Academy. And they do this thing, USAA, which you're probably familiar with, gives car loans to first-class cadets at the service academies. So I got a car loan. It was a four-year loan, and I made payments on this for four years, and one day my paycheck got bigger. I had forgotten about the car loan, but the car loan got paid off, and I was getting an additional $250 a month which was free cash flow to equity. and I felt richer and I started saving that money. The thought did not even cross my mind to go out and buy another car. See, I got a Toyota Tercel and that car was going to last me forever. You know, the most beautiful thing in the world is when you stop making payments on a car and you start getting that money back and you own the car forever and it just depreciates to zero over time. So I bought the car in 1995 and I sold it in 2003. So I had it for eight years and I had about 120,000 miles on it, which is not too bad. I might've had more miles on it, but I was out to sea for a couple of years. Then I got another car and I paid cash. Then I got another car after that and I got a car loan, $32,000, five-year loan at 4%. I made payments on that thing every day for five years, every month. Then after five years was up, Again, free cash flow to equity. I had that car for two more years, then I got another car and paid cash. This is a crazy statistic. 90% of people buy a car with a loan these days. 90% of people finance their cars. And this is not a great time to buy a car. There is a shortage of cars and people are paying through the nose to get them. In the old days, you used to be able to go to the dealership and negotiate the price down. Now they negotiate the price up, it's supply and demand. This is not a good time to buy a car. But getting back to the original subject, there is some weird psychological need to always have a payment. I don't know what that is. Whether it's a credit card payment, a car loan payment, a student loan payment, or something else, people all, they need to have a payment all the time. People will keep credit card debt hanging around Why? They have the ability to pay it off and they don't and they keep it around because they'll get lonely or something. I don't know. What will they do without a credit card bill? You see, I believe that people have Stockholm Syndrome with their debt. They will have debt forever. I'm sure you know people like that. They just always have debt. And remember, the eighth wonder of the world is compound interest. And remember, the ninth wonder of the world is negatively compounding interest. (laughs) so if you have debt and you're paying interest you're actually negatively compounding which means that your wealth is going down over time let me be clear there is no reason to have debt you don't have to have debt yes you might need to get a mortgage for your house but outside of that there's really no reason to have debt you can live a life without debt it is possible I have no debt at the moment, and it's awesome. I'm about to get some debt when I build this house, and it'll be manageable. But otherwise, I live a life without debt. A lot of people are like, okay, you have this mortgage. You're borrowing money at 3%. You can invest in the stock market at 10%. Why wouldn't you just do this all day long? It's because... The interest that you are paying is certain, but the returns of the stock market are uncertain. And if you're wrong and the stock market goes down, then you have debt and losses. I don't think this is the right environment to be doing that. I say safety first. Pay off your debt and then invest. The one exception to this might be your mortgage. You don't have to pay off your mortgage before you start investing. In fact, I don't think you should. A mortgage is a safer form of debt. It's secured debt. So you don't have to pay off your mortgage before you begin investing. But I I do think you should pay off all your other debt. And this is the number one question I, I get from people. They're like, I want to start investing. Yeah, investing is fun. Investing is exciting. Everybody wants to make a lot of money. But what I ask them is, okay, what debt do you have? And they say, well, I have credit card bills and this car loan. I say, no pay all this other stuff off first, then we'll talk about investing. If you have credit card debt at 20% interest, when you pay down that debt, it is like you are earning a 20% return, which you cannot achieve in the stock market at the moment, usually never. 20%, you can make 20% by paying down your credit card debt. You don't always have to have a car payment. You can buy a car with cash. It's, you can be one of the 10% of people that buys a car with cash. Harder these days, especially with used cars. Used cars have gotten expensive, but you can do it. And once you pay off the loan, you don't have to run out and get a new car. You can drive the car that is paid off for a while. You see, the people who win at the personal finance game are the people who pay off their cars and then drive them for another 15 years and run it into the ground. So I'm, I personally am not willing to do that. Once a car gets to be about seven or eight years old, I'm ready for a new car, but I can do that. Then you have people that just lease shit over and over and over again. You know, there are very few situations in which a lease makes sense, and it really only makes sense for rich people who want the luxury of having a new car every three years because there is an interest rate embedded in these lease payments and it's pretty high. It averages around 14%. You don't see it and the lease payments are lower than the loan payments. So you're seduced into thinking you're getting a better deal on the car where you're actually not. You know, all anybody cares about are the payments. What is the monthly payment? That's all anybody cares about. You could be paying 500% interest on something and all you care about is the monthly payments. You don't need to have debt. You don't need to have debt. You don't need to have debt. And I'm not one of these people that says debt is evil. Okay, I don't, there's no moral, I don't, it's not a moral issue at all, okay? But you don't have to have a payment going out the door every month. Once you pay off a car loan, you have free cash flow to equity, And that's when wealth really starts accumulating. And one more thing about the car loans. Five years max. You do not want a six-year loan, a seven-year loan, an eight-year loan. Five years max, no more than that. A longer-term loan will get you a smaller payment, but you'll end up paying more in interest. That's why lenders like these loans. And remember, when you walk into a car dealership, you are taking your life into your own hands. You are totally helpless. Don't go into a car dealership without doing your homework on what the car is worth and what your trading is worth. Don't let them take you in the back room and start pressuring you into stuff. I know it can be intimidating, but it's really not because you're smarter than these guys. People get very intimidated in the back room. That's the purpose of the back room. They think they're going to get waterboarded. You see, you are smarter than the car salesman. I guarantee it. Smart people don't dress like that, okay? Whether you realize it or not, you have the upper hand in this negotiation. You just have to do your homework. By the way, thanks for all the ratings and reviews on the podcast. It's really helping out. I got this great review. I want to read this one review in particular. Great use of 30 minutes each week. He mostly speaks truth, which is awesome. Sometimes I disagree, which is great. Don't blindly follow anyone. Gives great financial advice, which is much more realistic than Dave Ramsey. But sometimes he is a dildo with his stupid stories. (laughs) I love it. I I love getting called a dildo in the reviews. I, I really, I can't tell you how much I love this. It's awesome because I am a dildo with my stupid stories. And thank you for pointing that out. Thank you for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.